All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done podcast. My name is Joe Zanka, your host, co-founder and COO of On Demand Storage, uh, who's the sponsor of the podcast today. And today I'm with Nicole Braddock of Hardcore Suite down in Connecticut. Nicole, what's going on? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? It's awesome to uh, it's awesome to finally get to meet you and uh, talk a little bit about you know what you guys got going on there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Hardcore Suite and your company? Yeah, so we've been in business eight years. Um, we're a cupcake truck that we started out as, um, kind of like roamed the streets in New England and kind of started our business that way on Cupcake Wars uh, on Food Network. Won that, and we took that money and we opened up a brick and mortar, and it's just been nonstop ever since. That's awesome. So you guys are actually yeah. on. Yeah, we've been on I think five or six shows already. Um, so, you know, it's great exposure. It's great, um, ways to learn as a baker and as a, you know, small business owner too, when we leave to go film, I mean, our business is in the hands of others and, you know, it's, it's trial and error. Yeah. I mean, we all strive to get to that point where the business can run, um, for, you know, a couple of weeks without us needing to be there. Uh, it's not as easy yeah. as it's not as easy as right. at all. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm away for like one day and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I need to get back. <laughs> but um, I get anxiety if I'm leaving. Like I was like, I told the girls I have zoom meetings all day and I have 14 text messages like within 10 minutes. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to look. So it's <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just kind of have to give yourself that off, but it's hard. Yeah, no, they got to figure it out for them on their own because that's the only way they're going to learn. That's the only way that you're going to be able to have faith, you know? Yeah, exactly. So when did you first recognize this as like a business opportunity? I mean, when you were first getting started out in the truck, how did that come about? So I was actually a stay-at-home mom of three and I would just do parties for my friends and for my kids and my husband was a musician or is a musician And, uh, you know, he traveled the world. He never wanted like to work a corporate job. So when he's like, we should do a food truck, like that would be cool. You know, we were watching all these food network shows and came home one day. He's like, I quit my job. Let's do it. And I was like, holy shit. Like we have three kids and a house. He just quit his job, like our one income. So we really had to like go forward and do it. (laughs) That's one way to dive in. You got to, Hey, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, he was like, go big or go home. Let's do it. And I was like, okay. And I just remember going upstairs in my bedroom and just crying like, shit, I got to bake a lot of cupcakes. I got Good kids. For you. That's awesome. Yeah. Though. I mean, at the end of the day, like that is, you know, back yourself into a corner and you're going to see how you respond. And yeah, it seems like you guys. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I feel like when you're at ground or, you know, rock bottom, the only place to go is up. So that's where I was at. I was like, we have to just kind of just, crawl up to the top a hundred percent i mean and good for you good for you for getting to the the point that you are today so obviously you know that was kind of day one um and now you know it's been what you mentioned like an eight-year journey Um, so if you could go back knowing what you know now as we sit here today yeah if you could tell yourself one thing on that day that you got started where your husband came home and got you know told you you quit his job. Um, what would, what would that be? What, what have you kind of learned that you would go back and tell yourself about the journey that you're about to experience? I would definitely tell myself to, it's okay to like say no to customers 
like when I, we first started, it was like, I wanted to please everyone and anyone like, you know, free delivery up to 40 miles, you know, you want three cupcakes of 10 different flavors. Sure. I mean, I really broke my back to please everyone. Um, and in turn, I think I took away a lot of like valuable time with my kids. Mm. Um, you know, I was working like 20 hour days, just baking by myself and I would go days without seeing them. I missed a lot of stuff in their time. So I feel like I would say you have to to succeed, but were some of those orders worth it? You know, were some of those days that I did that worth it? You know, you kind of have to still have time for your family. Oh yeah. I mean, 100%. I feel like unfortunately the only way to figure that out is to, to live it. Um, I mean, no one's going to, at the beginning of the, of starting a business and, and getting off the ground, you know, I've never heard anybody say, well, turn down customers. You know what I mean? It's like right, exactly. one of those things where you inherently think like, oh, I have to, you know, this is exactly what I should be doing. At the beginning of on-demand storage, you know, we do moving and storage stuff. And we found, you know, it's me, three partners in a truck. That's how we started off. And um, we were all doing everything for the business. And, and we found ourselves in some scenarios where we we're moving people out. And we were like, what in the hell are we doing? Like, this isn't what we set out to do. Yep. Um, but, you know, the best business owners, the people that I guess um, live on and continue doing business are the ones that take those lessons and don't repeat them. And then um, realize, you know, who their true customers are, who they want to do work with, and then really only try to go after them, I feel like at the end of the day. Right, exactly. I mean, it's literally just trial and error, you know, like, I'm not going to do that again. Or, you know, you really do have to like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, just take a day off. You know, my parents would say you need to, you know, not work on weekends. Well, that's when people want cake. That's where everyone's having parties where I can't go to parties because I'm working Wednesday through Sunday doing those catering, you know, gigs. And it's a lot easier said than done. Like, so it's easier who, for someone who doesn't own a small business to say, just take a day off or just say no. When, you know, that if you say no, you're worried that someone else is going to take that opportunity and that job from you. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, but at the beginning too, it's like you start doing things for cheaper than you should be. You know, you undervalue yourself and your time. Oh my God. Yeah. And, um, and then that could lead to, you know, the word getting out that you'll do it for cheaper. And then you end up doing, you know, multiple jobs for less than your oh, work. Yeah. And, uh, but Hey, I feel like that at the end of the day is, is just how you learn to, um, get to the point where you're like, you know, this is what, this is what my product costs. This is what my time costs. Right. And I'm going to do it if you're willing to pay for that. But like you said, and, and I think you can that's say no where we're, Exactly. And that's where we're at now. You know, we kind of will get, people will send us photos of 15 cakes. Well, how much is this one? How much is this one? How much is this one? I mean, it's like, what we're just like, kind of like at the point where like, what's your budget? Yep. What, what, what's your budget? Like, I, I don't want to give you 20 prices. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to say I don't want to waste my time, but I don't want to waste your time. You can say what will fit in that budget. Um, because like you said, you know, you would give stuff for cheaper and we would do it for friends. And then they would tell their friends, well, you gave so-and-so this price. And then we'd give them the, you know, a higher price. They didn't order. And it's like, well, hmm. it, it's kind of like when people say you're so expensive, it's, I take it as, well, we use really great product. You know, everything's from scratch. We don't pay our staff minimum wage, you know? Yep. They, yep. they all, they need to live and pay their bills. And I have three kids. So it's like, you know, we, we earned our dues on this and yep. it's, it, it's, you know, 
I don't think, again, if you don't run a small business, you don't know, like, you know, gloves right now are usually $23 for a $88. Like everything just is inflated right now, especially during this pandemic. So oh, yeah. it, I know. it's crazy. No, you, you have to do what you have to do. And I mean, right. you, I think we just spoke on some really good lessons for entrepreneurship. You know, I like to think that the people that listen to this podcast are business owners, right. uh, younger business owners, people who are looking to start their own business. And right. so I like to have people on like yourself who can speak from experience about like what that, what that goes into, um, yeah. what goes into, what goes into doing that. And you know, the, the challenges, the time, the, um, and the, the things, because, you know, at the end of the day, when, when I was getting started, um, these weren't things that like, you know, I think you could probably speak to the same if someone told you this at the very beginning, like you said, you could go back and tell yourself, you yeah. know, it would be, it would probably be a different journey in a way, but you've learned on your own, which is probably the best way to learn at the end of the day. Right. And I mean, when I talk to other friends that own small businesses, you know, you talk about your problems and all they do is shake their heads. Like you don't even have to finish the sentence. They already know every struggle that goes into it. And, you know, it's, it's not for the, the timid for sure to own your small business that, you know, you really have to have thick own a business with, especially with customer service when you're working with customers. I mean, that's some hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. So we got a little bit, um, you know, we, we got a little bit, you know, the, the doom and gloom of owning a business there for a second, but at the end of the day, I mean, there are a lot of positives too. So how, you know, you guys have some like really kick-ass products it seems from your website. I haven't gotten a chance to get down to Connecticut. So we're in Boston. Um, I haven't been down there to check out the store yet, but tell me a bit, a little bit about how you guys are different than the average bakery. It seems like you take a different approach. and Yeah. So this is where I get excited because I actually went to school in Boston. I went to the Art Institute in Boston. Oh, nice. And yeah, so, and I lived um, there for a couple of years and my husband traveled everywhere. So we're not like typical, you know, doily, pink box, cutesy Italian bakeries, um, which are great. I mean, I'm Italian. I love all that stuff, but we like to think outside the box. So if someone wants um, a Freddy Krueger groom's cake, they're coming to us like and when we did um our food network show for cupcake wars rob zombie i think a lot of people just automatically assume like okay well they'll do a crazy cake or you know it was a vegan episode so a lot of our customers are vegan whether it's ethical reasons dietary restrictions um so we do we get a lot of children with you know egg allergies um dairy allergies and there aren't many vegan bakeries in the area i mean luckily there are popping up, which is great because I feel like vegan, um, plant-based diets are becoming more popular. Yes. Um, you know, my son is 11 and he's vegan. He's been vegetarian for five years. Wow. He couldn't, he couldn't bear to know an animal diet for him. We thought it was a, like a phase. It's not a phase. Like he's hardcore into like this lifestyle. So we support him and he's like our little guinea pig who tries everything. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we literally will if you're, if someone else is going to say no, we're going to say yes. Like you're not going to intimidate us. You want something crazy on your cake. You want profanity on your cake. We're not, we're not offended. Like, unless it's like something like really unethical nine times out of 10, we're going to say yes. And, and you guys, I mean, the skill level though, you know, when it comes to making these things with frosting and stuff, how, how, uh, you know, how have you crafted that? Um, because one to win cupcake wars is um is a tremendous honor i feel like there's a lot of people competing to do that um, but you have to be really good at what you do how have you guys been able to hone in your skills on doing you know those crazy designs like freddy krueger's face on a cake 
You know, I think we really, um, we don't hire people that went to pastry school. We hire artists. We hire people that are artistic. Um, you know, if you can sculpt, you can work with fondant. It's essentially the same thing. If you can paint, you can do beautiful buttercreams. Um, it's the same thing, just edible. Um, so I feel like don't be um, and you should see some of the cakes we did when we started eight years ago. And it's crazy that those customers are still our customers now. It's really just like, you know, when girls come in and they're all worried about how their cupcakes look when they frost them, I'm like, you should see what mine look like. I frosted probably 20,000 cupcakes now. So that's why mine look perfect. It's literally practice, practice, practice. I mean, yep. it, like I had the magic wand and I know how to frost a perfect cupcake. No, I mean, I love the, the, the approach to hiring the artists and the approach to hiring people that, um, you know, it's not you necessarily going after bakers, you know, um, but you're, right. hiring, you're probably a little bit of a combination of both people that know how to do both. But the art is what kind of differentiates you guys at the end of the day. And, and um, exactly. you know, anybody who's listening, obviously, go check it out at their website because it. You guys have some really cool pictures up there. Thank you. I mean, it might work for a lot of bakeries, like a, a French style bakery might need a technical baker um yep. for us that's what works for us is more artistic um mm -hmm. because of the type of you know desserts and cakes we do so i mean every every bakery is different definitely so you have any i mean have you had any mentors or role models like that have you know in, in business that throughout your career is um i mean you guys from the sounds of it like you said at the beginning you just kind of hit the ground running um so there might not have been time to do that but um you know, anybody that you've been able to lean on, I guess, at some point in the business and, you know, ask questions to? You know, I, unfortunately, um, you know, I like to talk to other small business owners, especially women in small business. I yep. feel like um, keep your girl gang really strong, like lift everyone up. Yep. Um, but I do, I like to support all other small businesses. So when I see someone else going after their dream or starting, that's inspiration to me. But like, grandmother was the one that inspired me to open the bakery. Um, like her photo is in my truck. Um, her, when she was my age, when I started the business eight years ago. So that's in there as inspiration, but, um, you know, we, we've met so many amazing chefs and bakers and culinary artists. And it's, I just like to be humble because of all of the people that we've actually met and have actually gave us respect not like, oh, you're a little, you're a little home baker in Connecticut, or you're just a small little baker. Like, you know, they treat us with respect, even though these are like nationally known, um, you know, restaurant owners and chefs and, you know, Robert Irvine, uh, Elizabeth Fall, um, you know, there's so many. That's awesome. I mean, giving back to, um, I feel like part of being a business owner, entrepreneur, someone that goes out and does it on their own is, is giving back to those who are trying, like you mentioned, right. um, you know, keeping that good network, keeping um, in touch with, you know, and then, and then as you keep progressing, moving forward, like you mentioned, you know, these other chefs are doing the same to you now, which is great. Right. Oh. It's like, it's um, validation, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's good. You know, you never want to put anybody down because they've been there at the end of the day, they've been where you are right. and, and, and you've been where the person just getting started out is. And so, yeah. Just keep lifting each other up to get to the next level. And, um, and when we try to do the same thing around here, you know, that's like kind of the whole point of the show is to give people the confidence to, if they have a dream, if they want to do something, go after it. Because, you know, I talk to a right. bunch of people. All I do is talk to people that have, 
And, um, and I try to just ask them questions, pick their brains so that, you know, the listeners can hear about some of the struggles, but also some of the rewards as well at the end of the day. If right. They do go for it. right. Exactly. I mean, we do, we have people that have worked at the bakery and then they leave the bakery to start their own bakery in eight years. I mean, I can probably think of 10 employees that I've had that have tried their own bakery and, you know, I can kind of tell which ones are going to be able to do it and which ones aren't. I mean, again, it's that thick skin. And I just try to think, I tell them best of luck, you know, I'll promote you, I'll support you. There's no competition. I, you know, there should be, everyone should all business, even if it is similar to your own. I mean, there should be enough business for everyone around. Yeah, no, I agree with that as well. Um, so how are you guys, you know, one thing that I, um, struggled with at the beginning of my business is how to effectively market my company. There's so many different ways that you can do it. Um, right. social media, there's, you know, all these things, SEO, there's ground and pound, there's referrals, there's all these things. So where have you guys, right. um, found success in, in marketing your brand and your, your company? And, um, and I guess on top of that, you know, where have you not struggled, but you know, where would you like to improve? I think definitely for us, we're social media based a hundred percent. We're a visual type of business where people want to see the product. Um, you know, they get ideas. Pokemon, my kids love Paw Patrol and we just did a cake. So it gives them ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, also, I mean, unfortunately in this day and age, it's like you go out to eat with your significant other nine times out of 10, the people around you are on their phones, not even talking to each other. Yeah. People are so <laughs> focused on that phone you know i'm in a grocery store the other day everyone in line is just literally that's just the nature of the beast that's how it is and it's sad really but that is how a lot of people do see us is facebook and instagram um yep. with all of that um newspaper hasn't worked best for us like when we do printed ads i feel like because people already know of us um we get a lot of news luckily from being on shows for doing really crazy desserts um mm -hmm. but that isn't a huge strong suit for us um i would really like to i don't even know what i want to do i'd like to get more into shippable items um as a promotional thing um i don't even know if that would say it's promotional but i would like to be able out in a better aspect for going on my website and ordering stuff online to be shipped um so that, that's our goal for 2021. Awesome. Yeah. Is there like, so if, if I, um, let's say if, if I lived in Texas, but I wanted to get a cake from you guys, is there, is there, right. do I have the ability to do that currently or is it kind of geographically? No, no. Um, we've done test runs from Connecticut to California of product. Some stuff will make it, some stuff won't. Um, yeah, that could be, that's I can imagine that's hard. It's pretty much a nightmare, but we did it to friends in California as like kind of like test runs. We did once to New York, um, like things in jars we've sent, mm -hmm. like in little like deli containers. Those have worked fine. It's again, we have to work on the and you know, the overnighting shipping. And right now with everything being so delayed with the post office, we're just like, you know, waiting, waiting to do some more test runs. Gotcha. Yeah. No, the, the, it's, it's very backed up at the moment, but, um, but that's a good goal. I mean, I feel like that would be great. Um, you guys, it looks like you have some merch up there that isn't edible, um, like t-shirts and socks and stuff, which are really cool. So I mean, yeah. that's a good place to start because anybody can order those, right? Yeah, exactly. We like to have fun with our merch and like kind of have puns with them and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, you know, 
I feel like, um, you know, my last question I've been asking you, obviously we got like a little bit of a pandemic situation going on and it's been affecting um, a lot of different businesses, but this is my first time in business, you know, going through kind of one of these global things. Um, But, you know, obviously there's a million different negatives you can take from it, but, um, you know, have you guys learned anything positive like that about your company, about yourself or, you know, anything that I guess would be, I guess, encouraging um, as you move into 2021 and, and get, get out of this thing? I mean, you kind of have to find the silver lining and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, this pandemic was horrific, especially for small businesses, for restaurants, bakeries, no one's having parties. Um, but you have to be creative. You have to listen to your customers, see what they want. Um, take this time to really focus on your business and what you really want to do. Don't think of it um, where nothing's going to happen. This could be, you know, your next big idea for your business to grow into the next year. Um, and that's what we did. We came up with a lot of great ideas. We got a really great solid staff. Our customers were super dedicated. Um, you know, more people want to support small than you think, um, which is what we noticed. And it was a really great way to get our community together um, this year. A lot of small businesses worked together. We worked with a lot of small businesses on um, like Mother's Day boxes, Father's Day boxes, and they're all like curated boxes of small businesses. So we really got to, um, you know, appreciate all the other people around us where you know maybe we would have went on Amazon or used other box places. That's so important. Uh, and I think that that's awesome to hear. I'm glad that um, everyone, it sounds like everyone came together and, and um, right. you know, that it, it really did give us a like look in the mirror type of situation, like uh, what really matters and uh, right. supporting yeah. the community is for sure one of those things and, and sticking together and going back to, cause you know, before this life was moving so fast, I feel like that you, you know, and everything was so accessible, like you said, and Amazon, it's just like, you weren't just thinking about like, oh, the guy next door, you know, he seems like he's doing fine. So I'm just going to order for Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and those, you know, I read something online recently and it was like, when you sub- support a small business, you're supporting a dream. You're supporting these small children who are going classes into classes. And that is so true, especially for someone who has small kids. I mean, the owner, Jeff Bezos of Amazon, he's doing fine. Like he's doing more than fine. But, you know, if you're going to spend a couple more dollars on someone local, just know that it's going to go to a better cause. Oh, definitely. I could, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So. Um, I couldn't agree more. I've been trying to fight and, and it's, it seems like there's a lot of um, major players at least now more than ever stepping up and trying to make people aware of exactly what you just said is that um, supporting small businesses, supporting, you know, you watch like what, what Barstool sports is doing right now with um, them. They have that. that. It's incredible. You know, that's, um, that's like, you know, what people need to recognize is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are struggling and, um, and it's not just them struggling. It's, um, it's their employees, it's their families, it's their employees, families. It goes so much deeper than that. And, um, and so we need to, we need to back each other up and we need to help. And, um, and I've been saying the same stuff since the very beginning of this thing is that at a certain point, some of these restrictions start to become worse than the actual thing itself. It seems to, to, to a degree. And so, um, there's gotta be a silver line. Yeah. There, there, I mean, it, it's really hard. I mean, it's hard. It's frustrating. If anything, you see a big box store like Walmart packed to the brim, but then small business like restaurants are at 50% and you know they had to buy all this PPE and then you know one minute they can have 
5%. And I mean, our, you know, we know someone who owns restaurants in Boston and New York. And I mean, those are getting hit really hard right now and Hmm. hundreds and hundreds of employees. I mean, those are people that have families. So it's, it's really hard. That's not, you know, a place where you can just work at home. I mean, no, they can't go remote. So, you know, about it when you go and don't go through DoorDash and don't go through all those places, go directly to the restaurant if you can, just because those places take like 30% of, oh, yeah. of a fee. Yeah. So definitely, definitely. Well, yeah. Look, Nicole, I appreciate all your insight. It's, um, you have an awesome yeah. story and you have an awesome company and um, where, can, where can people find you guys? Where's your store? Where's, um, where's online? If someone wants to order a cake from you, how do they get in contact? Yeah, so you're going to go to hardcoresweetcupcakes.com. Um, our Instagram is Hardcore Sweet, and our Facebook is Hardcore Sweet uh, Bakery. We're in Watertown, Connecticut. Um, yeah, well, find us. That's awesome. Uh, I will, um, I'll definitely be putting that out there, and I hope to get yeah. down there at some point when I'm in Connecticut visiting our, our newer location in Connecticut and check you guys out because uh, – I love all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you let me know. I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you some stuff when you're in Hartford. Oh, that would be great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, look, Nicole, best of luck with everything. Um, yes, I hope you. Um, you guys do everything you want to do in 2021, and, um, and we'll stay in touch. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Bye.